good afternoon, everyone. Maria Daniels here of Successfully Chaotic, and I have a special guest today, Shanti. Shanti is the author of a book called Elfin, which is in Dutch, but there is an English version that she's working on that will be coming soon. I'm super excited uh, for that to come out because unfortunately, like I was telling her, I do not speak Dutch, so I'm going to have to wait for the English version to come out. Um, she also has hosted a TED Talk, and I'm going to let her jump in and tell you a little bit about her and a little bit about her story and um, a little sneak peek at her TED Talk. That way you can kind of get a feel for who she is. Thank you for having me, Maria. Thank you. I, I feel honored to be in your podcast. And um, as you said, I come from Holland. I come from Amsterdam. So um, uh, at the moment, I'm 33 years old. And um, I've written a book, indeed, Elfin, a second book also after that, The Power of Self-Love. Um, my story, yeah, my story is quite intense. Um, I, how do you, I, I always have to find the words in English, but I think I could say it like I went through a big loss or I endured a big loss or, um, I had to, yeah, uh, face the big loss. Uh, it's already five years ago, but, uh, from my son, his father and, uh, my son's grandmother. So, uh. And I, I survived that day. So I started, I start with the, the big story immediately because, um, maybe that's a bit fast. But for me, um, it's, it sounds weird, but it's already five years ago. So for me, it's, it's, I've, I've told it many times. And sometimes I have to search a bit now how to tell it because for me, I can just say it. And for people who listen, it might be a bit of a shock, um, me telling it. So maybe it's nice to have a little conversation about it as well. Um, because for you, it's the first time I tell this. Um, and for me, it's like, the, yeah, as I said, I, as you told, I gave a pathetic talk. And so maybe it's nice to have a bit of a, um, not like a monologue, but a dialogue more. Um, uh, absolutely. So I, I did read, I, I did read a little bit about your story and, you know, for those, like you said, that, that um, are going to be watching and listening on the podcast, you know, they may not know your story. And I think it is important, even though, like you mentioned, you've told this story many times. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure each time telling it, there's still a level of pain that comes with having to tell such a hard story and um, I'm a mother um, so I know a mother's love and I can't even imagine the pain that you had to face and still I'm sure face on a daily basis even though um, with grief um, you know it it doesn't ever go away it just changes and you know I'm sure that those that are listening um, you know, some have lost a child, some have lost other family members and friends, and they know some level of grief. But I, I would like you to tell from your side of things, um, not only to dig into the, the pain that went on, because that's not the focus. The focus is, you know, what came from that. Um, mm -hmm. That's to me, it's, you know, pain is a catalyst. Pain can um cause us to see things in a different light and i know you know for people that have listened to my show on a regular basis i'm very much that person that likes to talk about you know triumph 
in the middle of the pain, triumph from the struggles. And I think that is so important because we all go through different journeys in our lives. And a lot of those are not great. You know, we like to hear about the good things that go on, but you know, there's a lot of pitfalls. There's a lot of hard times in our lives. And I think it's important to kind of hear people's stories to know that no matter what you're going through right now, there is a way out of that pain. There is a way out of that struggle. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the reason I thought it was so great to be able to have you on the show today because, you know, to me, I can't imagine a harder struggle (laughs) to have to try to come up out of and to be able to bring something good from it. And you've managed to do that. And can you tell us a little bit about, about that journey? Sure, sure. Yes. Thank you. Um, um, well, let's start at the beginning. I, I used to be, um, I was raised spiritually, so I had really hippie parents. Um, and uh, who took me to ashrams and to spiritual teachers and all of that. And I always was interested in mindfulness, in, in self-love, all those topics, because it was I was raised with it. But on the other hand, I was, I used to be the butterfly girl. So I was everywhere and at parties and with always in love, either in love or in a relationship. And I also uh, finished a study, but still I didn't, I wasn't really ambitious. So my focus was mainly to, I, I also call it the Disney syndrome. Like when you, the prince arrives, you're, yeah. you live happily ever after. And so I ended up after uh, some, other relationships i always used to be in a relationship i couldn't really be on my own in a really unhealthy relationship really toxic and i can just say now uh, to, to not make it a too long story um with a very uh, yeah, uh psychopath one could say or a nar- really a narcissist uh big narcissist um and we it all went very fast so we lived together very fast i got pregnant very fast and there were a few times in this relationship when i thought hey this isn't okay this isn't healthy this behavior because he had a really sweet face it's funny he was a funny smart intelligent guy but sometimes there were things and i was like this isn't right but then he was like okay i really want to work on this i really want to get the best out of this and i believed him um and then also quite fast we we or i got pregnant and we had a baby and the most beautiful boy in the world alvin and things got worse and worse in the relationship um he used to he really had anger management problems and not really towards alvin then but towards me more mostly um and after nine months uh, when elvin was nine months i decided i really had to leave and i wanted shared parenthood because i also could see that he really loved his son and i built up a very strong bond with the mother of my ex Uh, so she became like my second mother and i would bring our son elvin to her so he could also see her there um just for the try and then we could grow to shared parenthood uh, you know when he would become a bit more stable because he wasn't stable and he really had to go in therapy and all of it but um and then he really took um psychopathic ad- advantage of that and at one day when i came to pick up elton at his mother he um, he killed 
he killed uh, her, my son Elvin and himself, and I survived. It's an, actually a miracle that I'm still here today. Um, and and after this loss, I, I somehow it really became silent in me. I really became present. Maybe that's the very, very big, crazy things in life can also bring you to inner peace because maybe it's the only way how to get through is to, to become silent. And at this point, I thought, okay, I'm going to live for Elfin now. No, well, not at this point. I mean, it was a decision that, that kept me going, helped me going after this. I'm going to live for Elfin, his grandmother and myself. And with this, I'm going to embrace the pain that comes with it. So I really have to first of all, accept it because I can't change it. And I think that's in every situation in life where we find difficulties. It's really, um, it seems unnatural, but ex acceptance is so important, I think, in, 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 you know, when you really can't change and when you accept it, it doesn't mean you say, hey, it's okay, I'm happy now. It, it, it meant a lot of waves of tears came and anger and frustration and still, of course, at this birthday, all of it's, but then I really found the true meaning of self-love, which I was always looking for. So in a way, my son Elfin taught me the true meaning of self-love in this love. And I'm still grateful for that every day, you know. It's like I still feel him in everything. And he, he became 11 months and 11 days. He was born on the 11th of August. His name was Elfin, which means... 11 in in Dutch so there's such a big connection there's such a big connection with the love that he still is and um, there's so much synchronicity on it as well you know and and also sometimes there's pain and I've really learned that the true meaning of self-love means also embracing pain also embracing the ways that, that when we feel down when we have a dark day it's okay you know, it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel anger. It's okay to feel sad. Uh, give yourself. I gave, I gave myself a lot of hugs after this, and and that was so healing that I could accept it and and feel it and and just be both dark and light. You know what I mean? It's it's not only love and light. I don't believe in that. No. No, and you know, I my heart breaks for what you've gone through but I can hear the strength that's in you now. And I love that you said that you, you're living for your son now because, you know, I'm sure you always were living for your son, but it's, you know, it's, it's a type of love now that he's, he's carrying you. He's pulling you forward and he is allowing you to reach out to others to be able to teach them things that they have no way of knowing right now. And, you know, there's a saying, I don't know if it crosses into Amsterdam or not, but in, in the U.S. there's a saying that, you know, we teach what we need to know. And I think that's very powerful because there's so many things that we go through in life that as terrible as they are in that moment, we come out on the other side and we realize why. It doesn't make it okay what we went through. It doesn't make it not painful. But at least we understand that there's a bigger picture and a bigger why. And to be able to use whatever may have happened to find some good in it 
And, you know, that's what I hear in your story is that you've been able to take this horrendous tragedy that seems like there's no way to come out of the hurt and the pain and you've turned it into helping others. I would like to talk a little bit about your book, The Power of Self-Love. Can, can you tell me a little bit about the process of writing that book and, um, you know, how you came to the idea that this was a book that you really needed to write? Um, yes. Uh, um, when I, I uh, after the loss, of a friend of me invited me to Thailand um, and he has a resort there. So it's a, a very nice resort where I could really lay back and lean back and really uh, go within. And I started to write a, a blog there. Uh, the, 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 and the resort is called Kamalaya and it's really famous for that people go there to go within. So it was really, and at that resort, I really had a lot of insights. For example, Elfin, my son's name with the S before it is Selfin. So it, it, it means like going, and the S is of course the letter of my name. So many things came together there and also many synchronicities which guided me. And I think he, in a way, guided me. The love he still is. You can't break love. I, really, what this love also turned me, uh, learned, taught me. And um, with the blog, I came back in Holland, and I I I I, I saw a uh, publisher, and I told about the story and how I want to not make it a sensational story. You know what I mean? But I want to inspire yeah. people. So, with the insights the love gave me. I would like to inspire others uh, and also that's yeah the, the second book is also uh, based on those insights for example they're very universal they're not mine they're not from elfin they're really universal and they really came through this loss and it's like like what i said acceptance of yourself on every day and before before this loss i used to think oh self-love means that i'm always shining that i'm happy that i'm outgoing that i'm yeah. You know, it's not, I'm not a teletubby, you know, it's like you, you can, you can be, uh, you can be human. It's okay to be angry. And, and like I said before, it's okay to um, feel all emotions. Absolutely. And I and I, I, yeah. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was I just going to say, I think a lot of people have that, that same mentality that self-love means, you know, treating yourself to coffee or, you know, whatever, or taking the bubble bath or, you know, being shiny and happy all the time. And, you know, those are fine. It's not that they're bad, but really self-love is like you mentioned, it's accepting yourself as you are. It's accepting mm -hmm. the fact that I just don't feel okay today. I don't feel like talking any, to anyone today. You know, I don't feel like showing up today you know, whatever the case may be, I think sometimes we have to give ourselves the permission to feel all the feelings. And I love that you've, you know, put this into a book that you're, you've put this into an outreach to be able to speak to other people, because no matter what, you know, internal struggles people, you know, have, you know, pain is pain and struggles are struggles and like you mentioned you know the steps to kind of be able to come out of that they're actually the same so to be able to make it something that's more universal like you said i think is so important to realize that we have a commonality just as humans and those are the emotions you know the it's the happiness it's the pain it's the you know the sadness it's the excitement it's you know all of us have those emotions and 
I think to really be able to tap into who we are, we have to be able to give ourselves the permission to feel what we feel at any given time and to be able to ask ourselves, why do we feel this way? And, you know, if we find ourselves hitting these negative emotions, you know, on a frequent basis, again, we ask ourselves why and what is the, what are some ways that I can give myself that, like you said, a, a hug, some mm -hmm. self-love to be able to get myself to a place where I feel like I'm okay again. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, that's a beautiful way of self-care indeed. And, and I think it's very important we learn that we don't learn this at school. So, you know, we have to all figure it out for ourselves. Um, and, and my mantra also after this love became like a hundred times a day. I thought, what am I feeling now? What am I feeling now? So I wouldn't run away from the feeling, but I would really go to my belly and feel because if you go through it, it really isn't that heavy. You know, you just cry big time or you, you know, you're angry, you hit a pillow big time, you know, really strongly. But then after it, there was this emptiness again and the even space for joy. So uh, and I, I think, like you said, it's universal. Like I always say, pain, you can't put pain on a, on a, how this, uh, the, it's pain is pain. And we all deal with universal human pain. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, so important to, uh, to learn how to deal with that too, with the dark days, let's say that way, or the painful days. Yeah, absolutely. Now, with your TED Talk, um, I did listen to that, and we'll make sure that we put a link to that in the show notes for anybody that's listening on the podcast. And if you're viewing on the live stream now, we'll make sure and pop that in here in a little bit as well, that you can go back and watch um, the, the TED Talk. But how did that come about? Was that kind of a shock that you were like, why do they want me to come and speak? Or how did you feel about that? It was a shock. It was like completely when I was like, oh, I'm a bit done with my book and it's not going in the beginning. It, it went very well. And I had some interviews and after a while it it, 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 it died a bit, you know, like a, mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm also I'm really done with it, you know, and, and like one day after I decided I was done with it, I got I, I looked up in my email and I had this invite uh, from to gave a TEDx talk. And I was like, oh, my God, at school, I never liked but my studies, I never liked to stand in front of the whole class and speak about subjects that did not really interest in me, you know? I, I didn't like to, but with this, I've, I found, I've really felt excited, but oh my God, I felt also so honored. And um, I mean, um, to speak about the love for Elfin, you know, in front of such a big audience and to, to inspire people to keep on choosing love by my personal story but i think we all have a story and a, a case in where we are like okay i i can choose to become bitter and angry for the maybe with parents with a partner with friends with something that happened in the past with a job we always have a choice and you know it was amazing for me to to get this to receive this insight and uh, to get up there and, and gave a talk although i was super excited of course when i'm when i was doing it and but yeah, it, it was like, a, it really came as a gift. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, being able, like you said, to be able to share your story, it's, it's a, I'm sure it was a difficult thing to do at first, but to be able to use that, to be able to reach other people and help them, it is a blessing. And I think that a lot mm -hmm. of times, a lot of these, these things that, that go on in our lifetime, we, we we actually, if we can find some type of good in them, it ends up being 
so amazing. And you mentioned that everybody has a story. And I think that's so important. That's something we talk about on a regular basis on the show is really tapping into your own personal, authentic story, you know, and to not be ashamed, to not be you know, embarrassed, to not be afraid to really speak your own truth of what you've been through. Because you never know, even if it's one person that hears your story and is able to completely change their life, it makes it worth it and exactly I love yeah it. and it's also i want to also add to it because at then i really went through a transformation and i had those insights and sometimes in the beginning i even had those moments of whoa this feels a bit like how they describe enlightenment it's really quiet in my mind all of it da, da, da. but life comes back again in my in my case it did and sometimes i make jokes now like okay all my patterns came back after a while like after a year like I, I still have the Disney syndrome sometimes when I fall in love. I'm like, oh my God. So it's, it's, life is really a journey and self-love is too. And you don't have to, um, become ready to tell your story because maybe I was more ready four years ago than I am now. It's, it, it, it also, it also goes up and down. And, you know, it, and then maybe I felt stronger and more self-assured than I do. Uh, now sometimes so that it, it, we have to allow ourselves to be human and not uh, that we think life only goes like this you know and then you're enlightened I mean for me for me oh, yeah. that's, that's, been, that's been my journey yeah. too and a lot I think that is, if, if we're honest with ourselves I think that's most people's journey you know because it, it, you're right you know life is all over the place it's it is not you know a linear thing it's and it's mm-hmm. definitely not you know, you don't keep just rising to the top. It's for me, it's always felt like I get like almost there, almost to the top. And then something happens and I feel like I start all over. Yeah, I feel like I start all over. But in reality, I think that is the way that the universe teaches us the things that we need to know. I think that is the way that we are, as you mentioned, enlightened. That's the way that we learn things. And, you know, I, I think that if people spoke their truths more often and spoke from an authentic place more often, we would realize that our stories are very similar, you know, big scale, even though maybe the fine little details are different. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And uh, also the insights from the, after the loss were, were very universal. And I think many people can, and uh, uh, match with it and a beautiful friend of me she even wrote a letter to yeah well my, my biggest I'm the biggest fan of Eckhart Tolle and she she wrote a, a letter to him and then the people who, who answered the letter because of course he doesn't do that himself he's so busy he they, she wrote oh it's so amazing when people uh, um, go through these kind of uh, uh, heavy stories or transformations by these heavy stories you know and and I it's it's so beautiful but yeah there are so many of us and as you said pain is pain so it's it's not um the story doesn't have to be big or smaller that's that's an ego-based thought it's just the story and that's just uh beautiful you know we get our insights through stories um and yeah yeah well and i think there's something that i know for me that's part of the reason of this podcast to begin with is stepping into my own stories and my own truth and being able to hear other people's stories and truths and to be able to show that there's both sides to this because a lot of Mm -hmm. podcasts and shows and such you know they tell about oh i did this and and then i did this and it was so great it was so wonderful and i love those stories those are great but i also want to hear 
the times where you didn't feel like that, the times where you wasn't sure that you could get up and go on another day, where you didn't want to do it today. Because I think if we only listen to only the good things, we forget that most of these people, probably all of these people, if they're honest, have had more of those bad days than the good days. And I think it's important yeah. to talk about both sides of that. It's funny because in the beginning, in the first years, I had this really uh, light side. I felt a connection all the time and everything went well. My books came fast. It all went as if it had to be that way. But the last two couple of years, I'm actually in a more difficult space, also with Corona and with the lockdowns and with all of the things in the world happening that I get a bit scared of sometimes. I'm like, you know, I'm like, sometimes I'm even like, what? why am I still here then? If I had to survive this, what is my life? So yeah, that's really true. And it's really important to share that I'm struggling too. Although I did write two books. I don't, they're in the past already again, the books, you know, I'm just a human being struggling, going up and down like everyone. And, I, and that's also the thing with sometimes with teachers, I don't have this feeling with Akartol, but with some teachers, they also want to teach you how to get rid of your ego or how to become only love and light. And I'm like, you know, let's just be human. I think that's the key. You mentioned teaching. Can you talk a little bit about teaching and the different things that you do? Well, I always like to ask people questions when I have a conversation with them. I, I, I wouldn't, I think I would never be the person to give satsangs or something, you know, because I, I love some of them, but I think, uh, or maybe at an older age, I'm not ready for that yet. Probably not, you know, developed enough. But um, too big ego still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I think in, in these days there are so many also spiritual teachers that, you know, there are also spiritual egos big times, I think. And, and uh, people always have to be careful when they, uh, yeah. I think it's beautiful to let people find the answers within themselves. But anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different road for everyone. And, um, I think we're all teachers. I think life is a big teacher. And uh, yeah, to me, Eckhart Tolle is a beautiful teacher. Joe Dispenza, I've watched his, uh, written some of his books and meditations uh, lately. And Louise Hay, of course, the queen of self-love. And uh, yeah, I don't see myself really, I really see myself as a human being and not as <laughs> We're all, I mean, we all do. Like, you know, yeah. and I think it's exactly. funny. Like when I, when I hear you speaking, even if you don't define yourself as a teacher, you're a teacher. Um, I hear you speaking, you are teaching people much more than you realize. And, um, you know, I think that speaking through your pain, speaking through your experiences, speaking through, you know, not only you writing your books and your why and your, but you, I mean, you just said, you know, you're struggling, you're struggling now with just the, the ways that life changes. And I think that is so important to hear people say, because I think a lot of times, especially once people have, you know, kind of made it, you know, they've done the things, right. You've written two books and you've done all the things. So, you know, a lot of people expect that now, it's great. You know, now things are, are wonderful and you're supposed to feel great and wonderful because you've succeeded. And, you know, I think mm -hmm. it's important to 
know that doesn't matter what level of success somebody one someone has reached that there are hard days hard weeks hard months hard years Absolutely. there's just hard times and there's times where we question everything we question our purpose we question our why we question if we're on the right path you know and that always tends to dig up old wounds and old pains and Absolutely. you know ends up bringing it all to the surface again and you know it always ends up feeling like you're always trying to even if it's things that you've already dealt with you end up having to put them to rest again and deal with little pieces of them that start to come up and i think that that's important things to hear and i feel that that's what you're you know teaching whether you realize it or not is you're you're mm -hmm. living your own lessons you're living your own truths and i think that is i think it's great yeah, absolutely. I, I had a conversation the other day with someone and she was like singing all the time at, at, with a lot of people and she was, we were out there in the, in the, in the green and, and she was like, she was very, how do you say it, extroverted and I really liked her. Mm -hmm. I was, and she was singing and dancing and I was like, oh, I also want to do more with theater. And, I, and she, and she said something like, I'm, I'm searching still so much. And then I was like, yeah, me too. And then she said like, what? You just gave a talk about your book here. You wrote a book and you're like, and then I said, like, yeah, but I'm, I'm searching again, you know, it's the book is in the, you know, and that's, I think that we should really allow ourselves to, to see that as okay, too. And like you said, I, I've written two books, but it really feels like something in the past again, and I'm still, I'm searching again, like, okay, what yeah. do I want to do now? It's not that when you've done that, you're somewhere else, you're still in the same human place as we all are. And, and I think everything is fluid everything you know as we change what we're searching for changes what we want to do changes and sometimes it changes in different paces to where we do start to kind of question everything and as we start to question things you know it makes us question all the things i was talking about before like you know our self-worth and all these you know emotions that we end up having to deal with on a regular basis so i mean as far as people um do you have certain places other than your TED talk? Do you have other places that people can contact you or follow you? Do you have a website? Is there anything that you want to tell people about? Yeah, I, I do have a website, although I'm not sure it's um, www.myname.shantishik.nl. So I'm not sure if you're able to visit that from America, but I don't um, know. Let's, I can look. That's what I was curious. Like I was trying to find some websites and I found some that are in Dutch, <laughs> but I don't speak Dutch. So that didn't help. Yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, of course. yeah, because there's, there's one other podcast on there that's also in English also. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, then of course the menu is in Dutch. So that, that might be a bit, uh, yeah, I, I'm still working on it. I, I, I have to actually, I would really like to translate my book in, into English. Uh, well, that's a project. Yeah, when you get it done, definitely let me know because I'll buy a copy of it. I would love to read the book. And you know, in the meantime, um, for anybody listening or watching, uh, Shanti's TED Talk is amazing and inspiring. And it gave me chills. Um, it really did. So I really, I mean, I appreciate you being here today. And I also just appreciate your courage to share your journey um, mm -hmm. because it's not easy to share your personal journey anyway, but especially when it comes from such a deep wound. So I just, I mean, I want to just say thank you for that. Oh, thank you for having me so much. And uh, yeah, I, I feel blessed to be here and uh, good luck with the podcast. 
I appreciate it. And make sure that you all stay tuned. We will be back again next week at 2 p.m. Eastern time for another episode of Successfully Chaotic. All of the links for today's show will be put into the show notes, and we'll keep everybody posted when the English version of Shanti's books come out. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thanks. Bye.